0: Yep, I am not looking forward to that day. praise God. Listen, I want to read something to you, and, and it's going to kind of go along with, uh, this, this message is going to take me a few weeks to get through, but I, I, want to, I want to read this to you, and it's in John 10, 10, and all of you know this very well, but a lot of times we, we gloss past it real quickly, and, and we don't really think about what it's saying. Here's what it says in John 10, in verse 10. The thief does not come, he doesn't come, except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So if he shows up, he's only there for one of those three purposes. So understand, here's what I believe. If the enemy is coming, he's coming after something you have that's valuable. All right? So understand that. People say, well, the devil's this and the devil's that. Yeah, but he's only here because he's after something. It says he comes only to kill, steal, and destroy. He does not come. He won't come except to do those three things. That's what he is all about. It's like Reverend Malport said right there. The devil hasn't changed his tactics in 2,000 years. The same things he tempted Eve with in the garden are the same things he tempted Jesus with In the wilderness, it's the same thing he tempts us with today. It's nothing new. There's nothing new. He may change the form. He may make more of an emphasis on this. Society may deem this more important, but it's all the same. So here's what I want to say to all that. Here's the title of this message. God's greatest commodity is you. It's you. And why am I going down this road today? Because as I was praying this whole week, and it's been stirring on me about a month, but if people don't understand the value that they are to Christ, how can they see the value in other people if you can't see it in yourself? You know, we've got Christian people full of the Holy Spirit. I mean, you know, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead that dwells in you? You, that person, walking around defeated, beat up, feeling less than, feeling weak, and feeling like they're nothing, how can you absolutely think that you're nothing if the Spirit of God is living in you? The enemy is trying to lie to us. I'm going to tell you, if you want to keep some of your peace and joy today, do not watch the news. I don't care what news channel is your favorite, even the good news channels, don't watch it. Why? Why? Because it, it makes you crazy. I mean, I don't know about you, but I mean, I, I, and I don't watch a lot of news. The other night I am watching news and all this report, this report. I mean, I felt the anger starting to rise. I mean, I'm thinking, I want to throw something at the TV. And then I'm thinking, well, yes, yeah, so that would be brilliant. Because then you go buy a new TV. You know, the thing is, I have authority off. I have that kingdom authority. Boom, I hit the button. See, you are worthy. All God intended you to be and all God intended you to have. The enemy tries to convince you otherwise. You have to understand that you're valuable. The enemy comes to steal your self-worth, your self-esteem. He gets you focused on all the wrong things. I'm going to say something here, and I hope you understand it in context. The Lord does not care what you came from, or where you're at. He cares about where you're going. He cares that you're in Him. He died 2,000 years ago to give you everything that you have and you can have, but the enemy convinces you that I'm not worthy to have it. Well, because you know what I did? You know what I did? Some of you know me. Some of you don't know me. You don't know what my background was before Christ. There isn't anybody in this room that was less worthy than I am. But Christ. But Christ makes us worthy. Worthy. He makes us worthy. But do you see yourself as worthy? See, God still cares about people today. Just want you to know that. He does. The Lord didn't stop caring when Jesus died. See, people are his number one priority. Until you see the value Christ has placed on your life, how are you going to see it in others? See, It was that way when Jesus came. Don't get distracted by what's going around you, what's happening in the world, or what is being said about you, or how you even feel about yourself. Because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to stand here, and you know me. I'm very transparent as a pastor. I'm not a perfect person. You know, I I don't hover four inches off the ground. My feet get wet when I walk through puddles. I'm a real human being just like you are. I've just got a different position and different thing. That's all. you have responsibilities in your life. I have responsibilities to the Lord in my life. But I'm going to tell you, there are days where I feel like, you know what? I just, I, I just need to quit doing this because, because here's what the enemy tells you. And he, t- I know he tells you, what good am I really doing? Ah, nobody really cares. Oh, this person's talking bad about me. That person's talking bad about me. Oh, this person loves me. But, you know, it's just, it's just too much. You know what? Let me just be a door greeter. How hard is that? Welcome to Walmart. Woo-hoo. I would be the greatest greeter you've ever seen. Really. I could get really excited about that. See, but that's the enemy. The enemy wants you to feel like you're less than, you're not worthy. That you, and, and some of us in society have been through some horrific things. Stop. And, and I know this is difficult, but the Word of God will help you do this. Stop identifying yourself by what people say. Say you are or what you think you are. You need your mind renewed. The Bible says that I am the apple of his eye. That's what I am. Some of you, I'm going to read. Let me read this scripture verse to you. It says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me in 418 because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to who? To the poor. We're not talking about just the financial poor, the poor in spirit, the poor, just poor, wherever you're at. He anointed Jesus to come and do that, and he's anointed us to do the same. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Anybody ever in here ever been brokenhearted? Every person here. Every person here. Healing is there for that. To proclaim liberty to the captives. That is freedom. Freedom to those that are in captivity in what? Any captivity. Could you, are you in the bondage of addiction? Yeah, he died for that. Whatever it is. One of the things the enemy's lying about is... And and again, uh, and I'll I'll get back to that in a minute. To proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of the of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Did we, did we turn the heat on instead of the air conditioner? Or am I just getting myself so fired up I'm sweating? Must be fired up. Okay, very good. You never know. You know, you never know. See, he came to restore you. Jesus died to restore us. You are that valuable. Can you, Listen, I'm going to read this and I'm going to tell you what you need to do. This is what it says in G- Genesis 1 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the air, or over the fish of the sea, I mean. I haven't seen it. Well, I've seen some flying fish, but. Over the birds of the air and cattle, over all of the earth and over every creeping thing that. Earth. God made us in, in, in His image and gave us dominion. Do you know God made us the most important commodity on this planet? We're at the top of the food chain. I'm going to have me and God are going to talk about this whole shark thing when I get to heaven. You know, about the top food chain thing. And I'll tell you why because, you know, I watched Jaws as a youngster and it traumatized me. And in a quick story I was in a, at a, in a triathlon at the World Championships in Cozumel, Mexico, and we were in the Caribbean. That's where the swim was. And Caribbean is twenty feet of water, and you could it's clear, as, and you can see straight to the bottom. I'm swimming long, man, and, and my competition, and there's you know a hundred other guys, and we're swimming. And I look down, and there's this six foot figure, black figure at the bottom of the ocean, and immediately I heard whoa, whoop. Whoa, whoa. and I'm not kidding you. Fear came upon me, and being the spiritual man that I am, I thought to myself, swim faster than the guy next to you. That's right. That's exactly. And my justification, yeah, Lord wants me to beat this guy. Yeah. And listen, yeah, all that spiritual, I'm a, I'm a holy man. No, no, it's every man for himself. <laughs> and so I'm thinking, and I, now really, and this went through my mind, I'm thinking, I'm going to get, it's a shark. I'm going to get eaten by a shark. It's really going to come true. My biggest fear. Well, they didn't tell us they put divers in the water for safety and to take pictures, it was a diver. <laughs> they didn't tell us that. And so I, saw, the only reason I, I calmed down and didn't hyperventilate is because I saw him kick his feet, and I said, "Oh, shark doesn't have that." Okay, we're good. And I realized what it was, and and of course then you know I had to repent because I was gonna I was gonna give up my brother. And <laughs> you know you know what the reason the reason is here is because of Jonah, and you know what Jonah, you're going to, you're going. <laughs> I tried to justify it every which way I could, but listen. We've, given, we've been given dominion. Now listen to this. In Genesis 1.31, then God saw everything that he had made and indeed it was very good. Some of you need to go home. Some of you maybe don't. Go home, look in the mirror and tell yourself, I am very good. God said so. Yeah, but, but pastor, I'm struggling with this, I'm struggling with that. God said, You are very good. And as humans, we're going to struggle with things. We're going to fail. God will never fail us. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. You know, we have the opportunity. It's a simple thing. Lord, forgive me for not getting it right. And He'll be, okay, done. (coughs) Let's move on. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) I had some water somewhere. (coughs) We're good okay thanks <clears throat> he saw everything to good in some of you listen sister I'm not trying to embarrass you <clears throat> but you got to understand something you are very good in his sight and I know that I know that I know and this goes for a lot of you I'm talking to Betty too I'm talking to you too there may have been words that have been said that make you less than you're not this you can't amount to that you're not going to be this you're not going to be that lies. God said, you're very good. And it doesn't matter what size, what shape, what color, what this, what that, you are very good. You're his child. So much that he died for you. That makes you valuable. And when the enemy comes, what is he after? He's after all this stuff that God's given us. To try to make us feel like we're not valuable. Thank you very much. You guys are the best people. I got the best. You know, you people make me look pretty good. I'm not kidding you, you do. When you say, Yeah, I go to Sue Christian Fellowship, who's the pastor? Scout Hester. Yeah, I look pretty. You guys make me look good. You make me look good. But you got it. Let me get back to you. You are valuable. And I know, that I know, that I know, and this is by the Spirit of the Lord, that that hasn't always been the case with you. Yep. Lies. Absolute lie. Somehow you don't measure up. In whose sight? In whose sight don't you measure up? By the world's standard you don't measure up? No, not by the world's standard. By God's standard? If you're in Him, you're good it. Are you gonna stumble? Yeah. Are you gonna fail once in a while? Yeah. But he'll never fail you. You're another one, man. You're valuable. I know you know and and one talking to another dude that's kinda like but but you know what men you gotta understand something. We are valuable in this kingdom. and you're needed in this kingdom. Do not, and I don't know where I'm going with this, but do not be of the kind that well, we'll let mom do it, we'll let the wife do it, we'll let the woman do it. No, stand up and be a man of God that is valuable in this society and in the kingdom of God. Every one of you is a you have value. Where's your daughter at? Oh, too bad. She's valuable. I send her this tape, this CD. Okay. Okay, do you hear that? If your heart condemns you, what you tell yourself, God is greater than that. Listen, I deal with kids a lot, I love them. But I watch the, this absolute discouragement. Do you know that we have a higher suicide rate in this region than the state and the national average? You want to know why? Because they believe what they've been told. And it's a lie. That they're not valuable. They are the greatest commodity that we have. People are God's greatest commodity. And that means you. Yep. Big reasons. Absolutely. I'm telling you the hope is in Christ. That's where it's at. absolutely. He saw everything that he had made and indeed it was very good. He made you, you are very good. Go home, look in the mirror and say, I am very good, I am very good, I am very good. My wife would tell me, you don't need to do that. (laughs) But let me tell you something. I have, once in a while, I have a little self-esteem issue myself. About how I, what I'm doing and how I'm feeling. No, what does the word of God say you are? That's what you are. And why am I emphasizing this so much? Because if you can't see the value that God has in you, how will you ever see it in someone else? All right, moving on. So God sent Jesus. In Romans 5, 8, it says this, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So... God sent Jesus. Jesus died just to what? Reaffirm the value that we are to Him. We're valuable. We have value. You're important. You matter. And the devil wants to destroy anything that has any value in the kingdom at all. And what is he doing? He's working so hard right now. I'm going to tell you something. You've got to ignore words. Words don't mean... Well, words have power. Understand that. Words have power. (coughs) got an election coming up in 2020. There's going to be words flying all over the place. They don't mean a thing. What do you do? It's time to start acting like. It's time to start walking like. It's time to start talking like. God says you are. I am a child of God. I will rise above this because greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. I am the head. I am not the tail. And so many people just say, well, I guess this is just the way it is, and oh, woe was me. And, and, and I understand. Some of you have got traumatic hurts in your life, but you are identifying yourself by that. That isn't who you are. You know what? There's people here that were probably addicts or were addicted. That's not who you are. I was a drunk. That's not who you are. I was an adulterer. That's not who you are. I was this. That's not who you are in Christ. You're a new creation. And even if you're in that place, you start confessing that, you know what? No, I am a child of God, and God can and will deliver me. God is still alive today. He heals, He delivers, He makes free, all those things. Will you allow Him? You've got to allow Him. See, the Holy Spirit now, so then Jesus reaffirmed our worth, and then he went to heaven and sent the Holy Spirit. Do you think that God would go through all that trouble if you weren't able? That's why I'm not God, because if the way I, you know, you're not going to my plan, whew, crispy critter. He set all these things in place to confirm and reaffirm your value in the kingdom of God. Brother, you're valuable, man. But the, what happens is the world beats us down and beats us down and beats us down. And society says, this is what you are and this is what you be. And it even tells kids. I hate social media because social media is the devil. Because it tells kids. And they got kids going against kids. This and you're this and you're that. And none of it's true. You're valuable. You mean something. God has a plan for your life. Why am I so emphatic about this? Because I am watching Christians that are so defeated because they don't know who they are. They're believing the lie of what the enemy says they are, what society says they are, what my school friends say I am, phooey. I'm going to tell you what, your school buddies are not going to be there on judgment day to say anything about you, good or bad. What does God say? So, moving on. So now, in Matthew 4.18 through verse 22, and I'm just going to, I won't read all that, but it says, but after Jesus is led into the wilderness and he puts Satan in his place by using the word of God, the first thing that Jesus did was preach repentance after that. So what do we need to do? Repent, forgiveness, you're forgiven, okay, here we go. And Jesus, in verse 18, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Now, I want to talk about Peter for a minute. Peter was probably, if you were picking disciples, he probably wouldn't have been your first choice. He was a fisherman, rough, tough guy. He he came from Bethsaida, And his brother Andrew lived, him and his brother Andrew lived in Capernaum. And they earned their living by fishing. They were partners in a fishing company with James and John, the sons of Zebedee. But Peter was very human like the rest of us. And my point is, is that, listen, it doesn't matter what you think about yourself. God can turn you and use you for his purposes if you will allow him to. Now, Peter was very human like the rest. Sometimes he was rash and hasty, irritable, or even angry. I can relate. But overall, he was capable of great loyalty and love. See, the Lord started his ministry of health with people that may not have fit the mold. If you're waiting to be something, don't. You already are something. I'm sure people labeled him, he's just a crusty old fisherman, uneducated, attitude problems, broken. The Lord called him. See, In Mark chapter 8 and verse 29, it says, Peter had a great insight. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. He was aware of Jesus' divinity and blurted it out, demonstrating his faith and insight. But in Matthew 26 and verse 69 through 74, he denied Christ three times and demonstrated a failure of courage in the moment that he was confronted with something. Now, we read about him. He's one of the, the heroes in the Bible. Christ still used him. You can be used. You're valuable. You died. That's the type of value. Peter in, in Matthew fourteen, twenty eight through thirty one, he was given to fear. Do you know Peter is one of the very few humans outside of Jesus that actually walked on water? He was walking on the water, and then fear said, and he began to sink. But he walked on water first. I keep trying. You know, we're out there, and they'll take the kids' tubing and stuff, and every once in a while, I step out of the boat, and I get wet every time. But see, my point is this. Peter wasn't perfect. But God, Christ called him. He was valuable. You have value. You have meaning. Your life has purpose. Peter was very impulsive. John 18 and verse. And then Simon Peter, this is when they came to arrest Jesus. He drew a sword, struck the high priest's servant, cut off his right ear, or the ear of the servant. Jesus said to Peter, Put your sword into the sheath. Shall I not drink for the cup the Father has given me? I'll be obedient to Christ. But I can just see Jesus, you know. And again, I understand Peter and being impulsive and, and wanting to protect the Savior wax off his ear. And I can just say, Jesus said, Peter, three years. I'm putting your ear back on. You just don't. Come on, get with the program. Don't you understand what I'm trying to do? But guess what? Peter, the things that he did. Look at the start that he had. He wasn't perfect. But God saw value and used him. No matter where you're at in life, you're valuable. We've got to get a hold of who we are in Christ. Because if we get a hold of who we are in Christ, then all of a sudden all these endless possibilities, if this is who I am in Christ, then this is how I can walk. If this is who I am in Christ, then I can stand during this storm and not be And not be defeated. And I am watching people in this congregation, in this body, starting to grow to the point where things that a couple of years ago were taking them out, they are standing and saying, no, I'm not going to give in, and they are having victory, but you've got to understand how valuable you are. If you make it through that storm, you are going to be able to help someone else. We've got to start seeing the value in us so we can see the value in other people. It breaks my heart I mean, I wish that I had a gazillion dollars because I'd have the biggest home for children that that ever existed. My heart breaks when I see some of the things these kids and even adults have to deal with. And I just want to take them in and say, look, you're valuable. You have purpose. Your life has meaning. Don't give up. Christ can do that. You have value. You're valuable, Sid. We love you. You give our lives meaning. You're valuable. Every one of you here is valuable. So we need to understand that you are the most valuable commodity on this planet today. What I My whole purpose today, I want you to walk out of here saying, you know what? I may not do everything right, but I am valuable. I am valuable to Christ, and that makes me the valuable human being because I'm in Him. And I have value. My life means something, and it's worth something. And I don't care what other people say. The one that created everything says that you are valuable. That settles it for me. Not everybody's going to like you. Okay. Now, listen, I like being liked. Everybody likes being liked. I'd love it that I just, nobody ever had a bad word to say and say, he's a great guy all the time. That's not always the case. But listen, what do I do? I try not to let that affect what I feel about myself and my value as a human being. Because then what I am saying is I am empowering another person to me something that God never intended me to be instead why don't you read what the word of God says and empower the Holy Spirit to make you what he's created you to be I'm going to say something now and I believe that this is from the Holy Ghost and I believe that this is a word for somebody you need to cut off either a friendship or a relationship that continues to feed that kind of negative stuff in your life. You're not worth anything. You're stupid. You're dumb. You're you're, you're worthless. I want to ask you something. Has that relationship helping you draw closer to God? If it's not, you need to reevaluate some things. Now, if it's a family member... (laughs) I don't know how, you, maybe you need to pray about that, but maybe you need to distance yourself. You don't need that constant barrage. You need to be telling yourself. My, my homework assignment for you this week, every single day, I want you to get out of bed, and I want you to confess something from this Word of God about what the Bible says you are. Out loud. So you can hear it, because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God so if you're hearing the word of God saying that you are valuable, you are the head, you are not the tail, you are above and you are not beneath, you know? You, young lady, are valuable. You have purpose and meaning. And if people can't see that, tough rocks for them. The God that made the whole universe says, says, I love you, I even died for you, because you have purpose. So do you and so do you and so do you. And so do I. Should I say something real quick? Real quick, go ahead. Go ahead. Yep. Hey, um, we're good, man. I'm Holy Ghost case, guy. I you know, I was a drug addicted alcoholic and got in some trouble. Of course, you know, the court system will throw you into the program. So I've been to the tables of Alcoholics Anonymous and narcotic. Mm-hmm. Confess yourself to be an alcoholic, I'm angry, I'm an alcoholic, blah blah blah. blah. Or I am mm-hmm. angry, I'm a drug addicted and you know, here I am. I would encourage anybody that's struggling with those things or are in these programs not to call themselves that. No. Doctor. No, absolutely. I went to the tables, I called myself Gary Melford. I'm a child of living God. There you go. And I'll tell you what, here's there's sometimes this is what I have to do and I encourage you to do it. I am Pastor Scott I am a demon-chasing, Bible-thumping, fire-breathing, on-fire, spirit-filled, tongue-talking, demon-chasing, Bible-thumping, born-again believer. That's what I am. And when the enemy comes, and and, and again, the enemy comes to me just like he comes to you, to do what? He only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's trying to take your self-esteem, your self-worth, and your life. But he can't take it. You give it. give it. What does Christ say? The head and not the tail. Okay, it even says there's even a scripture in there that says Satan's under our feet. That's right. Well, then you know you know what you do. He's under your feet. Smash him. That's my kung fu. Wah. He's under your feet. Stomp on. him. Don't let him up. I don't believe in letting the devil up. Don't let him breathe. Don't let him just just snuff him right out. You know, so he'll bruise your heel. Big deal. You crushed. He's walking around brain damage. Because it says, you know, it bruised his heel, but it crushed his head. So he doesn't think right anyway. What does Christ say? That's what you need to believe. All right, last one. Hmm. Amen. I'm going for a hundred because you know I, I don't know if one of my favorite things is looking in the mirror. <laughs> Do I look good? <laughs> but no. Sometimes I have to look in the mirror and say, "You are a man of God. You are a pastor. You." called, you are called to pastor two churches, you are called to pastor in this region, you've got a thing, and this is what you're going to do, so this is what God says you are, and that's it, that's final, and I've got to shut those thoughts down, those other thoughts down, and use the word of God. And you know what? This is a body of believers that understand how to apply this stuff, and I'm telling you, when we get a hold of this, you know, I'm going to finish with this, I know I'm going on, but We talk about revival, 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 revival. And I've got a little different take. You can agree with me or not agree. Revival is for us, it's an awakening out there that we're looking for people to awaken to the things of God and to the gospel of Jesus Christ. But yeah, we need a revival to take place in our own lives. But guess what? It's taking place right now because I'm seeing it happen in people's individual lives. But people are waiting around, waiting around, waiting around for some explosion to happen on Sunday morning at the altar. And I'm saying, explosion should be taking place all during the week in your own life. Why? Because of who you are in Christ. This, He said it so well. I am not what I used to be. When he got born again, he is not an alcoholic or a drunk born again, he's a new creation, the Bible says. Brand new person. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I'm a new creation. I am not that. I am this. And no devil is going to tell me that I got to go back and rehash in the muck where I was before. I'm going forward. You know, the enemy, that's what he tries to do. He brings it up to me too. What do you think you're doing in the pulpit? Do you know what you were? Nope, I don't know what I was. All I know is what I am. I'm a child of the living God. That makes me valuable too. And I like that. I tell my wife all the time, honey, I'm valuable. Yeah. Hey. All right, I'm done preaching. Let me pray for you guys. Father, we thank you so much. I pray, I pray, I pray that today, Lord, someone heard that they are so valuable. Lord, that that the enemy, the voices the enemy has brought to them telling them that they're not worthy, they're not worth anything. Lord, that you would show them clearly today that they are everything that the word says they are in you and that they have value and that they're loved and they're cared about. And Lord, as we go on, and, and we talk about these things in the future, about what the enemy tries to, to, to destroy in our lives so that we'll reject Christ. Lord, I just pray for strength over people today. And I pray, Lord, you bring it to the remembrance that they need to look in that mirror and they need to confess what the word of God says about them, that they are valuable, that they are the head and not the tail, that they're above and not beneath, that what Christ has started and begun a good work in them, he is going to be faithful and to com- Continue and to finish that work. And Lord, so we give you all the glory today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Well, God bless you guys. Hey, go enjoy what's left of your beautiful fall. It's a beautiful day in the Eastern Upper Peninsula. Go enjoy it. We'll see you guys next week. God bless. Thanks for being here.